Time now for Snap Tackle Pod here on Preps KC and 41 Action News. And wherever you're at, we appreciate you <laughs> dialing us in for our uh, first playoff week edition of Snap yes. Tackle Pod this year, which is awesome. Congratulations. We got here this far. Yes. Uh, Dion, we talk every single week how appreciative we are of um, – of each each week of games getting played but unfortunately we lead off with the biggest news of the season that uh the powerhouse program in kansas city rockhurst has decided to forfeit its season not decided to been forced to forfeit its season with a positive covid case within the uh within the program how did that news uh, strike you uh well I, I knew something was up when i got a call from a a friend who has a child that goes to rockers who was kind of telling me he was hearing it and as i'm talking to him my phone is buzzing in my ear so it's like i can hear all the text messages i'm getting as i we, we you know you know i try and stay on top of things but i, I went out to get a pumpkin with my child at five o'clock this evening was when all that broke but uh no it's a it's a stunner in the sense that you you knew that every week there was a possibility of a, of a big time program you know on top of the small programs i mean carney had a quarantine for two weeks and um, you know, there's, you know, all kinds of programs have had it, you know, that, and, uh, you know, you knew there was a chance of it happening. It just becomes more magnified as you go into the postseason because if you forfeit this week, you're done. I mean, there's not a, hey, we'll come back in a week or two weeks and, and be ready to go. And, and Rockers is a team that was playing its best football. They just got done beating Blue Springs pretty badly. They were coming off a week off where they didn't have a game because CBC, they had to change their schedule. So they actually used that week to get healthy. They were looking pretty good. Everybody was back. I think Coach Donahoe and his staff were excited about where they could be. They were getting Joplin, who was in the state championship game last year in a 4-5 game. And if they won, they'd have a chance to get maybe Ray Peck or Lee Summit, whoever won that game, uh, and, and have a chance to run deep. And then you come to find out there's a player that tests positive and, and you know, things are over. And it's, somebody on Twitter is like, I bet money this will happen. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is going to happen. Is it really, but people don't notice it. There's like two eight-man teams, St. Joseph Christian, in Putnam County in Missouri, who are both class one teams who had the same issue already this week. So it's out there. I think there's a team in Kansas. I can't remember who it is, is the same way. Um, and it's going to happen. We've had it happen every week. We've had at least, you know, three or four games in our coverage area each week. Some weeks are more than that that get canceled. And you hope that it's, you know, it sucks. It sucks. It's a team like rockers who had a chance to play deep, you know, I mean, you know, or a team like a mill Valley, who's, who's a defending state champion or me or, or Ray Peck or Liberty or Liberty North or any of these teams that are really good. You know, Odessa, who's riding a 23-game winning streak and is defending class three stage. Any of them, it would be horrible to happen. At the same time, I, I try and look at it like this. You know, I, I've, done, I've done a couple different podcasts today uh, outside the Metro, and they, you know, I said, look, we're going into week one of playoffs of a season that I was told by several people who, who were in the know, who were in – district administrations or conference leadership that said, we're just trying to get two weeks in before Labor Day, play two games on the Missouri side, because we're pretty sure there'll be a Labor Day spike and we'll get shut down. Or we're going to try and get a month in. We're going to try and get it started. And here we are, we're in the first week of the playoffs. And yes, we've lost a marquee school. And there's no doubt about that. I mean, that's, I mean, the, the high school football royalty in the state of Missouri, I, as far as I'm concerned, and the big class starts with rockers. There's nobody else who really comes close. So it, it's it's horrible. It's horrible for those kids. But also I think those kids will maybe look back and say, we were lucky to get the eight in that we got. Yeah. And and it and and it just the way it is. And the one thing I hope is that we don't get to a state championship week and somebody on on one of those teams, 
you know, that something happens there and it's going to be tough. We all know that numbers are spiking and it's the winter and people are inside and, you know, things are there. And so, and at the same time, you don't want anybody to be unsafe and, and not take care of their things or ignore something. But the, the thing I hope is that at least state championship round, we've got two teams on the field in every class on both sides of the state line. Well, and with each passing week with uh, the number of teams still playing football getting chopped in half just by yes. competition, you would think that the likelihood of this happening uh, decreases. And, and, and frankly, it should. Um, but you're right. It's always going to be there, even if you get down to the final two in, in a classification. We've seen in football with the Big 12 and the SEC and a lot of these leagues – uh, they built in extra bye weeks anticipating something yeah. like that. Is that something that Kansas and Missouri should have done slash could have done <laughs> going into this season to where you have that buffer to where, okay, a team can't play this Friday, but they can't play next Friday. Let's move it up a week. Or maybe you have it uh, one buffer week right before state championship game to make sure those get played. I, you know, and I would say normally that it's not, uh, something that they would even entertain because the, the thought of always every season is we got to get this one done because the next one's coming. You know, I'm not sure about the next one coming. Some stuff that's come out today that some recommendations like Illinois is recommending no yeah. indoor sports and that kind of stuff. I know Johnson County Health Commission in Kansas is kind of traveling down that road as well. So they're maybe not locked into that. Now, two organizations who are notoriously not flexible have been flexible to – to bump things back a week and, and do that is something, I don't know. I, I, I'm I mean, not going to say never because a spring season for yeah. some of these sports, right? Yeah. I, I, I would, would think they would, a comparison as far as logistics goes. I would think if they could, if they thought they could do it, why not? I mean, I, you're playing at a high school anyway, you know, you could, you, you could play it at a neutral site close to, you know, you're still in Jeff city or you could find another spot at that. Now I'm pretty sure that those stadiums in Jeff city are still going to be available on December 13th or December 20th or whatever the date is that you can play and it's a it's a quite it's a legit question to say that if you get down to the state championship game because there is nothing behind it there's not a you're not in the semifinals with the state championship game behind it and now you're you're moving all that schedule around but if you get to that state championship round you bounce back a week and and so you have a, a champion decided on the field it's going to be a it's going to be a, a question there I would say as of right now no but every time I've, I've heard someone say Amisha or Keisha will never do that. That's been thrown out the window this year. So, you know, I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair point. Um, you know, and, and like you said, the big 12 and the sec all built in extra weeks. And as a Missouri fan, I was frustrated. They didn't play Vanderbilt, you know, two weeks ago. I, my team's actually winning. So I wanted, wanted to yeah. keep playing You're an Oklahoma state guy. I mean, I think you want to see more Oklahoma State football. Or are you just ready for them to call the season and crown you national champion? I like the wins. The, <laughs> the wins have been very, very odd and, <laughs> and arduous uh, so far this year for uh, for Oklahoma State. Uh, but, but I mean, look back back to the high school side of things. Um, there's so many scenarios out there, and, and look for for uh, these are just these are just ideas we're throwing out there for for Kansas and Missouri, both the high school asso associations. They should probably take a step back and say, "Hey, these are victories here. We're getting to uh, the state playoffs." And, and honestly, when it's all said and done, we'll look back and and it'll probably be a very small percentage of games in the playoffs that were killed because of this, just like yeah. it was in the regular season. And we'll declare it a victory because 90 plus percent of the games uh, will have gotten played. Um, I want to talk about a scenario here. First of all, is Mill Valley and Shawnee Mission North get the award for the latest canceled game so far? <laughs> that, 
It's yes, they yes they do. And and last week when you sent me that text, I was like, that's easily the latest cancellation, six oh four. Six oh eight, I think. Maybe five, well, something like that. When, I mean when we found out about it, it was six oh eight, but uh players were on the field. Mill Valley had been there at the at the game for uh an hour and a half. So uh I, I'm not sure how that all went down. I would think in terms of knowing and I, I understand what Shawnee Mission North was probably trying to do was trying to wait on a test to get that game to go as best they could. And that's to honor their commitment to Mill Valley and give them a game. But I think when you talk about if it was a, if you were going to Mill Valley, if you're Shawnee Mission North and you're going to Mill Valley, I don't think that's that big of a deal. If you get on the, it's your choice to get on a bus and go over there and go, Oh, it's six o'clock. We're, we're going to call it off. But when you're hosting, you might want to make that call say three or four o'clock in the afternoon before, before everybody loads on a bus and heads on over. And I think we're, we're seeing, and I think we've seen it throughout the season, I mean, your record and your potential really matters in a lot of these COVID calls. And we saw yeah. Mill Valley, a team that had, had played all, what, seven weeks prior to that of the season, um, realize where they're at. This is a defending state champ who could win it again. Realize, hey, we don't want to play this game. Doesn't matter if we win by, you know, 50 points. Yeah. They have a COVID case. We might have to quarantine for next week. Um, well, for two weeks because Mill Valley is going to get a buy in the playoffs and they would be like rockers and be out of the playoffs. So my, my question to you is what if we see that scenario in the postseason where you have one team with potential COVID issues, you have another team that says, well, we don't want to play that game because <laughs> you have potential COVID issues. Is there a forfeit there? And if so, who gets, who gets a forfeit? forfeit? I don't know. That That's says, a we'll play, but has COVID issues or the team saying we, we don't want to play because I think, I think the second you say you have COVID issues, you're the team that has to, has to look to forfeit. I, I, I mean, if you're honest, I think if you're honest to say we may have an issue, then it's like, well, COVID yeah. issues are different. That's a different term, depending on what school district you're in, what school you're at, yeah. the state line, uh, wherever. Yeah. Like, like, say if it's me and you, and you come to me and say, I may have COVID issues, my statement to you is, yes, you have issues. <laughs> yeah. Those are not my issues. I'm here and ready to play. If you are not able to play, or if you're concerned about playing. But but if involved. you have one team saying, hey, we're, we're fine, you know, this guy might have it, we're willing to, because that's what we've seen, you can you can be quarantined retroactive, right? And we've seen a lot of that to where, yeah. like, okay. Uh, the uh, one thing that... A couple of days later, you just play the team they played. We're like, well, we're going to shut down for a week. You know, and you're seeing, you know, as of right now, Blue Springs is still good to go. Um, and, and so that, that's where Rockers played last week. So, and most of the season, a lot of the teams, if they played a team that had somebody that tested positive, they they sat down for a week. Um, and that was kind of the, the standard operating practice. But I'm not sure how that, I mean, if you can prove that the kid didn't, We've we've got no transmission between teams. In fact, I think the University of Wisconsin just released a report saying that basically there there really hasn't been transmission between athletes playing sports. Um, so it's you know I don't know. I, the, the, it's one of those things. It's like when Friday night's done and we make it to the next week, it's just like okay, we just start all over again. And um, today was you know today was probably the biggest COVID news of the season. There's no doubt about that. I mean. Yeah. yeah, there's other teams that have canceled, and, you know, it's because of who it is. And, and it's, you know, if you judge on Twitter and social media, it's talked about more. But nobody was talking about St. Joseph Christian on Saturday and Sunday when they were deciding to stop. And yeah. Putnam well, County yeah, – and I challenge you to tell me where Putnam County, Missouri is. Uh, you know, they're, they've, they've forfeited to South Harrison. <laughs> I don't think I can. 
That's uh, all North Central Missouri. But definitely who it is, Rockhurst has, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they were that's a, six o'clock on, on 41 action news. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a top five team. I mean, it's, it's not playing a team that could have made a run. All right. So let's be done with the COVID talk. Let's yes. talk about teams still playing or games that have uh, gone on. I want to ask you this is Lawrence good enough to win the six, a West in Kansas. That's right. Lawrence where it's situated still goes West in, uh, in Kansas because of the abundance of people that live on that, far right sliver of the state of uh, of Kansas. As, as the Kirby is the bell cow there. They're the one that takes everybody down. They are down this year. Are the Chesty Lions better? I think they are. In fact, uh, Lawrence, Free State, and Gardner on the west side this year. Gardner got a little trip That's over right. the side, Which actually, if you're Gardner, Gardner that helps Missouri, you. By the way, like 10 miles. I know. <laughs> a little bit farther. Yeah, so I mean, you know, and actually for Gardner, I think it helps them. I think Free State's in a better spot. If they'd have been on this side, I don't know if they oh, run, the, run the gauntlet of Let's, I mean, let's talk about they beat Lathan North by one point. They would probably have to beat at least one or two of Olathe North, Blue Valley, China and Shawnee Mission Northwest. And, oh, by the way, even though they crushed Olathe West in week one, they're still decent. Yeah. And you, you may have to play them early. So, I mean, they, they've got a much easier run. I, you know, I've talked to some guys over there. I'm not buying into Junction City at all. I don't, I don't have any faith in them. Uh, and they're ranked high. And, and Derby – Derby has been very average. Um, I mean, not average, but not what they've been. I mean, they are very beatable. They're and, very below average compared to what they are. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's definitely a year to come out of the West. And, and it's just who's going to come out of the other side. And I feel bad, you know, I left out Blue Valley. And, you know, so throw another team in there. Blue Valley Northwest is decent. I mean, that's a team they would have had. All those teams on the east side, there's games that are going to trip some teams up. And, um, you know, it's, you know, Blue Valley North's not bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the, the Blue Valleys are all pretty decent. Um, you know, West beat uh, Blue Valley North. You know, they're not – they only have one win, but that's a team that's, that's not bad. They're just young. So, it's, you know, outside of the Shawnee – you know, Shawnee Mission Northwest is, is very good. The other Shawnee Mission schools aren't very good. Olathe East isn't bad. Olathe West isn't bad. Olathe North is very good. So, there's five, six teams that you have to go through. I think Lawrence is a team to beat. And, and if they can come through healthier on the West side, that's going to help them. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, all right, so that's Kansas 6A. What about 5A and 4A here? Are Miege and Aquinas combined, I don't know, seven losses? Are they yeah. down or are they just playing possum? Are they going to turn back into uh, um, they, they, they're more They're more flawed teams than they have been. I know Aquinas is dealing with injuries. Uh, you know, they, their best receiver is out, Cameron. Um, and, and he really – and Blake Anderson, their quarterback, has been nicked up. I'm not – Max Floyd, their quarterback, the one who stepped in, has been pretty good. But Cameron really was the guy, you know, in that flex bone. You need that one big receiver who can go beat you over the top and you and you fake out of it. And he was huge. He yeah. was huge for them all season long. Got teams out of eight-man and nine-man fronts, but now that's what they're facing. Now they've played some just brutally tough teams. Omaha West Side. You know, they beat China Mission Northwest by the you know, by stopping the two-point conversion. Then they play Omaha West Side, they play Bishop Carroll. You know, so they and Lawrence, yeah. So I mean they've they've had just a run there, four straight games. Yeah. Yeah, and then and so and Miege on the other hand, you know their losses are to Aquinas, Shawnee Mission Northwest, Rockhurst, and Bishop Carroll. Carroll. I mean, so the one thing for Miege, and this is going to be the the big test this year. They struggle to stop the run. Everybody they play in four A runs the ball and runs it well. Good point. And even and then a team like Tonganoxie can run it and throw, it. and so can Paola when they want to. Um, Baser Linwood can chuck it all over the yard and score a lot of points. 
St. James can run it and throw it. I mean, you know, so there's there's five, six teams in 4A. Competition in 4A, you think, to take oh, yeah. the age. Whether the age is up or down, is this the best group of, like, teams around them, you know, um, that, that are capable of winning it? Oh, yeah, they definitely are. And um, I think it's going to make for a great playoff. And, and, you know, John Holmes knows that. He's like, hey, look, we're, you know, we got to work it out for us. And when I he talks kind of likes that a little bit too, right? He's going to hit November and oh, he, yeah, he's going to be in some games, right? And he says his kids are, his starters aren't going to be out by halftime, right? No, I, I was looking I back at some of those years that they were, part of that. Yeah. they were hanging 60 on everybody they played like in 15 and 16. And it just wasn't even, it wasn't even close. They weren't even getting challenged. And, you know, I think it was in 16, they won a, uh, a 15 or I can't remember, I think it was 15. They won a state championship in an ice storm where they hung 50 points on a team in an ice storm. And, you know, I mean, they were just unbelievable, but, but now that's a little more back to the pack and, and the pack is actually caught up with them. It's not like they've just come back down, but, but, you know, those teams are good and they're, they're going to get tested. They're a 12 team. They got to get on the road to Chanute week one. <laughs> and I mean, I think they'll beat Chanute, but still they got to get on the road and go play it. And then they'll be on the road the next week and the next week and the next week and the next week, unless someone, you know, 11 through 16 does some kind of crazy run. <laughs> And they, they right. get a home game. So they're done playing home games the rest of the way. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that, that all comes out. But I, I think in 4A, it, it's definitely going to be a run for them. Mill Valley, I think, is, is the best in, in 5A. I know that, I know that Aquinas has, has been banged up. DeSoto's a good team, but I think Mill Valley's proven it. Speaking of Siemens, got the one seed. The level of competition's not the same, I think. Yeah, tell, what do you think? So, Blue Valley Southwest plays Emporia. Emporia. I think they win that game. I wouldn't, I'm not going to be stunned to see Blue Valley Southwest beat uh, Topeka and, West or Topeka Seaman. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my kind of prediction as well. And then you would have that Blue Valley Southwest Aquinas matchup, which would probably be a closer, closer game. It would be a closer game this year. And, and that's, and Southwest is better. I mean, Southwest did the same thing last year. I think they beat Washington and then I can't remember who they beat. The I, yeah. yeah. It's the rough and tumble EKL. And then yeah. it's, you know, you're, you're, you're free at last once you hit the playoffs, as long as you're playing another EKL team. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, I think Southwest has got a chance to make another good run there on the four side. All right, over to Missouri. Uh, is Park Hill back? Are they alive? Are they to be well, feared? I mean, left they're dangerous. Dead, they like couldn't three on the season. Now here they are four and five and getting big wins over uh, teams like Raypack. Well, they they were in every game and not finishing. Oh, they yeah, couldn't be finish five games. Five or five losses, probably like by twenty points or something. Yeah, like and and now they are. Now they're starting to finish. They they kind of got a banged up Raypack coming off a big one over Liberty, but that just shows you in the suburban gold. There are no weeks off. You've got to show up every week. Now Park Hill gets Blue Springs. Blue Springs, funny little thing about them: lose two, win two, lose two, win two. What do they? What do they do to do next? Well, the, if the pattern follows, they're due to lose because they lost to Rockers last week. So you know, and this was a 24-21 game, first week, of the first, third week of the season, um, and Blue Springs got the win there. So it, I don't know. Uh, it, it's going to be it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The weakness of Park Hill was their run defense, and Blue Springs can run it straight at them. If they choose to do that, they have a tendency to fall in love with throwing the ball and, and not find an identity. I mean, that's been their biggest problem all season long. They don't they don't have an identity. They've been all over the board and still won four games. That I, There were several moments this year I didn't think they were going to win a game. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think they were put together right, and I didn't think they were playing there. I thought they had some talent. Just There was some stuff missing, but they've won some games, and they've got things going. Um, in that sense, but uh, no, that's a four-five game on the on the Missouri side that in that District Four um, that has Liberty and Liberty North. 
a team that's probably playing the best of anybody on the Missouri side in class six is Liberty North. Um, they've been six in a row after losing to Liberty and Ray Peck the first two weeks of the season. Liberty got a good bounce back win last week over North Kansas City after their loss to Ray Peck, and they're the one seed. They get Blue Springs out this week. Uh, then they'll get the winner of the Park Hill. If they win that game, they'll get the winner of Park Hill, uh, Blue Springs. But I think you're looking probably at a at a Liberty North Liberty, though. Oh, that'd be great. Park Hill's dangerous. I'm not gonna be stunned to see Park Hill in that. Agreed. Yeah. In that district great. final. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, uh, Park Hill and Blue Springs. By the way, one of your uh, big three games of the week as we get to the Remax Big Three. We'll start yes. on the Missouri side here. Um, and look, it's what week ten of the season in Kansas City, which is the first round of the playoffs in both Kansas and Missouri. You gotta mine the fields, right, to find good <laughs> games a lot of times because all the best teams are playing all the worst teams. In this case, all the all the best teams are a lot of them are getting buys, right? Because yes. of COVID. And you got to look at those eight nine matchups, seven tens or whatever, and on the Missouri side, those those middle of the bracket uh, matchups. And you can find some good games you have here, uh, Excelsior Springs and Kearney. Couple of those middle of the road teams. Yeah, and you know, and that's usually a district that's that's loaded, and and you know, we're not we're a year removed from having eight teams in a district and seven of them having winning records, like two years ago in that district. And and Excelsior Springs was one of those teams. Carney was one of those teams. Um, they're also in that Smithville and Winnetonka are in that district is the one two seed, but Carney and Excelsior Springs are the are the are the four or five. And you know, Carney hasn't played in two weeks. You know, they they've been in quarantine, so I'm not sure. You know, they were struggling to find find their way. They were kind of inconsistent. Excelsior got off to a tough start, played better late with the exception of getting blown out by Odessa, which is not, uh, there's no shame. We're finding still no shame in that. Right. Um, but no, this is, this is two teams that like to run the ball and uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, if, if Excelsior can, can continue their momentum or if Carney can take that time off because, you know, you, you miss a week of practice in there too. If you're quarantined, you're not allowed to be around each other. And then you come back on a short week with practice uh, you know, the, the, the reason some teams take will miss two games is because they'll get a full week of practice in before they play the next game. Some teams will take quarantine from, say, Friday to, to Friday, you know, two-week Fridays, you know, Friday to Friday to Friday, mm-hmm. and play on that Saturday, but then you can only practice on that Wednesday. But if you, if you skip two games, you start practicing, like, that Wednesday of the week, to, and you miss that game, and then you come back and you get a full week of, of practice, and that's what Carney did. So – it's going to be an interesting game, and, and like you said, it is, it is tougher to find good games. And this year on the Missouri side, when they, when they spread out the, the districts a little bit over the classes or spread out the team so it's a little more even, a lot of one seeds got buys. Mm-hmm. So it, it made it a little more, you know, some of, those, some of those districts weren't as deep as they had been because you'd get districts that had five, six teams and a 6-3 matchup or a 7-2 matchup was just brutal. I mean, it, you know, you'd have a two seed lose and be like, what? You know, because they'd play a soft schedule and they'd have some seven seed that was at four and five or five and four and just had played brutal schedule and comes out and just waxes the two seed. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to see as much of that this year. Um, Southeast and Pembroke Hill, intriguing game. And uh, Missouri Class 3, also one of your big three. Yeah, Southeast is coming off a big one over Northeast. They get a share of the of the IL title with Lincoln Prep. They didn't play Lincoln Prep this year, um, but they go four and four in their first-year coach – uh, Julius Foster, who came over from Lincoln Prep, he was a part of that uh, program. It's fourth coach in four years for Southeast, and and they're trying to do something there, and they really took a big step forward. And um, and Pembroke Hill, you know, they had their own COVID issue early. You know, they co- took a couple weeks off, and um, you know, they've they've got some injuries. I think some of their better players are hurt. Every time you see this, you know, Lincoln Prep has proven they could beat teams outside of um, the IL 
now Southeast is one of those teams. And East is, you know, they're playing Van Horn this week. There's two opportunities there for those teams to get those wins outside the IL, which helps that conference. You know, Southeast or East picking off a, a non-IL team in the playoffs just helps those kids know, hey, we can compete with these kids, and it's going to get more out next year and get their numbers up and go from there. But, no, these teams have played a lot over the last few years. Uh, they're not that far away. Um, and and one thing you could say about Sam Kanopic at Pembroke Hill, he is a believer in, in the inner city football, and he's always tried to put – you know, not load his schedule with those games, but try and give chances with those teams. Yeah. And this is the – this is the they played each other in the first round two years ago, and they played each other twice two years ago. So, so this is – he's very familiar with, with these kids, and, and it's, a, it's a good game. I mean, it, I think that says a lot about Pembroke Hill that they'll play these games. Yeah. But now that – I mean, the playoffs, they definitely will. All right, over on the, uh, the Kansas side, we're not hitting the suburbs here. We are hitting the bedroom community. Frontier League, man. <laughs> uh, big three, Remax Big Three on the Kansas side. Let's start with Shawnee Heights, which is that's Topeka, right? Topeka. Take on Spring Hill uh, in 5A in Kansas. That, I believe, would be the 6-11 game in 5A East. Yeah, and, and Spring Hill is a team that has played – they played uh, Paola Tough. Uh, they played Piper Tough. They've, you know, they've got some good wins in there, and they're solid. Jason Feedback does a great job. They're up in 5A. Be honest with you, man, that's almost better for Spring Hill, depending on where they're sitting in the bracket than being stuck down in 4A yeah. with the rest of their, uh, you know, Frontier League brethren and uh, Baser and <laughs> Bishop Meage and St. James. So, no, I think Spring Hill's got a chance to get one win here. You know, Shawnee Heights is, they played, you know, Lawrence, they played DeSoto twice. Their schedule's been really tough, just in terms of when they needed a game, they'd go play people. Yeah. Good for them. And they're one and seven because of it. <laughs> so exactly. Uh, by the way, winner of that goes to Mill Valley. Yes. After uh, in four A, Eudora and Piper play each other. Is this a rematch? I can't remember. They, yeah, they played in the regular season, and uh, Piper got that win. Eudora's only got two wins, but they're playing better. They played Paola at a, a five point thirty one twenty six game. Oh yeah. So this is this is Piper versus slash at Eudora, right? Yes. 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 Piper is the the home team. Yes. Uh, Eudora is the host team because Piper can't play home games. So, like that on your website, you have uh, Eudora at Piper location. Eudora. Eudora. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the way that goes. Piper's the higher seed there, uh, and so no, Eudora's an improving team. They're young and they're good, uh, getting better. And Piper, you know, Piper's they're pretty salty and they're a tough they're a tough squad. So this is a game for Piper. You got to they got to be ready to play um, because Eudora's getting better and getting confident. Um, and I think it's just a fun one uh, for those two teams in that league. And, and you know, they're, they're in that – I'd say Eudora's kind of in the lower middle class and Piper's in the middle class of the Frontier League. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of that, that range of game there. Yeah. Lewisburg and St. James here. I like, I like this matchup on the Kansas side. Lewisburg's a solid football team. You know, they got, they got uh, hammered by Paola last week. But it's, there's a list of a lot of people who have been down that road this year. Um, you know, they've gone through everything where they played Piper and lost by a touchdown when they only had like 13, 14 kids. St. James has played a tough schedule, you know, Miege, Aquinas, uh, Rockhurst. I mean, all those games are tough. But then Blue Valley last week, they they were hanging right with Blue Valley. And, uh, you know, James White had an outstanding game. And uh, for them, he, you know, ran back a kick and had long runs. And St. James is, is dangerous. Dakota Burt, their court, quarterback is really good. Um, and so they're a team that – to go now they've got some injuries coming out of last week so we'll see how they go but this is a this is gonna be a fun one because uh, Lewisburg is back to kind of option football and you know real tight sets and 
uh, you know, St. James is going to spread you out a little bit and, and do some, you know, zone reads and things like that. So it's, a, it's definitely a matchup of styles. And uh, really, it's an 8-9 game in that 4A bracket, and the winner gets Paola. Uh, but that's – hey, if you're Paola, man, you know you're getting, you're getting a team you just beat two weeks ago if you get Lewisburg, and you, you get a team in St. James. You know that's a team that's got a lot of, a lot of reps under their belts against the good teams. Uh, absolutely here. Um, all right, those are your Remax Big Three on the Kansas and Missouri sides. Any parting shots, any final thoughts here, um, here Dion, as we move into the playoffs? Well, you know, as you look at this this first week and you, you kind of go through things, it's, uh, it's, it's fun in spots. And, um, you know, I think – I hope everyone is, is grateful for what they've, they have this year, and I think they are. I think the rocker situation definitely uh, shines a light on that. But, no, I think it's, it's – it's, uh, it's, you know, good to see some different faces in different, uh, you know, teams. You know, Park Hill South's had an outstanding season at seven and two. Um, they're a dangerous team. Platte County's up in class five. Belton going from 0 and 10 to 8 and 1 uh, this year and a team that still could go deep. They lost to Green Valley last week, 22 to nothing. But, uh, you know, there's some teams that are stepping up there. Some just pure greatness out there in Odessa. I mean, they lost their quarterback, who was the Fontana winner last year, outstanding uh, tight end and, and several players off that team. They look like they haven't missed a beat. Now, they're not blowing people out by 40 every game, but they're just – they took a Harrisonville team that had hung 70 points each in its last two games and shut it down to nothing. Wow. Jace Reynolds, their outstanding tailback, who was top five in the nation running back for Harrisonville, 79 yards on 20 carries. Wow. I mean, I, I mean, they just shut him down. No touchdowns. I mean, and, and that's just a team that's just rolling. They've won 23 games in a row uh, and really haven't lost a regular season game in three years. So – uh, that's a team that looks like they can make a run to the state championship game again. I don't know if they can beat a Lutheran North or maybe he's coming out of St. Louis. So, and then you got some, you know, class two teams in St. Pius that's back in the mix and um, they've got a tough district with Lexington and Lafayette County. And, uh, but they definitely are a team that, that they've, they've got things set up to where, you know, you could have a St. St. Pius in the state championship game. It was joking with somebody the other day, you know, Lexington and St. Pius battling it out in class two, was it 1978 around here? Right. Yeah. Playing, playing state championship games in high school stadiums in St. Pius and, and uh, Lexington are, are, are class two powers. So it's uh, back before, long before I was ever thinking about football in this. Yeah. I was playing Little League football <laughs> right. in second grade. So, no, it's been a good season on the Missouri side and then the Kansas side. The Tongan Oxies and the Paola is that 4A is really exciting. Uh, the dominance of Mill Valley. Um, and then, you know, Shawnee Mission Northwest with a chance to do something they haven't done since 1983. So, uh, along with Lawrence, who hasn't done it in, since be, the 90s. Yeah, it'd be cool to basically see a Kansas City area uh, final in, uh, in – Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great yep. to see. Awesome. Dion, thanks so much for the time. For Dion, I'm Mick. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.